to Enterprise. Lock on transporters. Beam is up. Scotty. If everything goes according to plan, don't beam us up. Beam me up. Energize. Hello and welcome to Pot Me Up Scotty, a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. We I am. <laughs> I am Andrea. <laughs> I don't know we, who we you are. We are. We are. <laughs> Listen, I could, I could be we. Uh, I think that's good enough. Just say your name. <laughs> I'm Machine. <laughs> okay. And today we're discussing the 22nd episode. Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> Fallen hero. <laughs> uh, the synopsis is sporting a Vulcan ambassador accused of criminal misconduct. The Enterprise comes under attack by a corrupt race. T'Pol asks for Archer's help in defending their charge. Charge? That's what Google said. Charge? Charge. What? Some part of me, it's like, that. do they mean cargo? Like, are they considering oh, the ambassador? charge, yeah, okay, yeah, charge, yeah. Like a child would be called charge. Okay, well, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of that use, but good. Okay. So what's your thoughts on this episode? Overall, I really like this episode. I'm not a big fan of when they set up the episode as, oh, this is what it's going to be. We're going to go here. And then they pull that rug out. So like obviously this episode sets it up as this Riser episode. Everyone's going to go to Riser and get late. And we don't get that. <laughs> That's okay. You will get it. I'm sure. I know. I know. Riza is like Star Trek, right? I was gonna ask actually. Is is Riza in the original series? I don't know if the original. I don't remember. It's definitely back in this one. Yeah. Which is why I thought this episode was that episode, and I didn't remember this episode. Oh, boy. At all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, I liked it. I liked the guest star, the actress. I have some nitpicks, as usual. You wouldn't be you without them. Well, I mean, we wouldn't have a podcast. Um, <laughs> it would be a very short podcast. <laughs> we would have a very we- different relationship. Yeah. Friendship. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't nitpick everything. Um. But yeah, no, overall, I liked it. It was a improvement after last week's episode. I don't even remember last week's. The semen monster. Okay. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> so my cat is playing with my shoes, so she's making noise. So sorry if you hear her. What did you think of this episode? You didn't remember it, even though you watched it three times previously. I didn't remember. So I was bamboozled because I thought it was another episode and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. Okay. I liked seeing Vulcan that didn't trust humans. You liked seeing that? Yeah, because we usually get humans don't trust Vulcans. 
So it was a nice change of pace that she didn't fully trust humans. I don't understand. So literally all this series is is like Vulcans don't trust humans. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like she's <laughs> we've commented so much about, you know, when Archer or Trip are prejudiced against Vulcans mm. in the show already. Yeah. So it was nice to have a Vulcan that is actively fucking themselves over because they don't trust humans. It's not like, oh, we don't trust you because we think you're inferior, so we're not going to give you warp. It's like, I'm not going to tell you the real thing because I don't know. <laughs> this is it. I don't know why she didn't trust them with it. Like, if the Vulcans are sending them for you, I would trust them a little bit. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed uh, Paul's conversation with Valar, or the bit of it that we saw. And Paul points out. But situations like this only reinforce the resentment. If we expect to continue our relations with humanity, we have to earn their trust. Right. That's what I what I meant to say when I said I liked it. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. Like, it didn't bring me joy. But it, it was a nice change to have it from the other side. Yeah. Instead of always being Archer and Trip, the ones that don't. <laughs> okay, I get you. Yeah, no, I like that too. But it just, it, it's just struck me as illogical. Like, why would you not trust them? Racism. <laughs> also, I understand the resentment that humans have because they feel like the Vulcans have stopped their advancements. Yeah. And the pace of it. But what's the reason for Vulcans distrusting humans? Just that we are emotional? I don't know. So that's racism because that's... This is how we are. <laughs> this is yeah. The human race is like that. So it doesn't make sense. It's not like, oh, humans distrust Vulcans because they're logical. That's not the reason. The reason is you stopped us from learning this and doing that. And we think you stunned us in our growth. And you just don't trust us for no reason. I think it was interesting because obviously Valar and... Archer have that conversation as well. And Valar says, You had just emerged from a global war. The idea that you deemed yourselves ready to join the interstellar community seemed premature. And a century of good behavior hasn't changed your mind. That's a war that obviously we're not familiar with. It's a war that happens later in the timeline. I think Archer says something along the lines of, okay, but what about our 100 years of good behavior since? <laughs> right. Uh, and I get what he's driving at. Like, I agree with Archer. I think that the Vulcans should be more trusting of the human. But I also feel like that's not the best argument because I don't think 100 years of, of good behavior outweighs the millennia of, of bad behavior that humans have exhibited over the... the, the well, I mean, it would. I think it would depend. Like, I see where you're coming from, but I think it would depend on what good behavior you mean. Yeah. Because so they've talked before how they don't hunt anymore. That was banished on Earth. I think that it depends on what the good behavior is, and if there's accountability. Like, I suppose that if there was a global war, it means. Something similar to the ones that we already know. So I would assume that is some kind of civil rights violation. Otherwise, I don't understand why the civil war would be there. 
or just capitalistic greed you know but there's something yeah. like that there's something really bad at the center of a global war so if you do something to take accountability for that if everybody involved with that has paid the price for it i can understand why you would say the last 100 years where we have at least tried to be better and show that we are trustworthy so i i understand where he's coming from I also understand what you're saying. Like, it's a hundred years. We've been here for a few thousand. Yeah. So, um, so it would depend on what they're doing in those hundred years. I do accept your point, because obviously, like, the hundred years of good behavior is good behavior towards an alien species. And it's interesting that we're discussing this now, because obviously you're, you're caught up with Secret Invasion, so I can spoil it, but there's that really interesting conversation yes. in the second episode where Fury and Talos are discussing the spoilers for Secret Invasion, guys. The one million... What are they called? Scrolls. Scrolls, thank you. That are on Earth. And Fury has what I think is a great line, where it's like, we can't even cohabitate with each other. So in that regard, I think I suppose it is a, a big step forward in, in humanity that you know we have been on good behavior with this completely alien species who are more intelligent and more advanced than us because that's an opportunity for i suppose prejudice and hate to blossom yeah but yeah i just in all in all i just don't know why they didn't trust the humans because yeah because even if you don't trust the humans the vulcans have sent this particular set of humans for you yeah so the rest of the vulcans trust them at least to do a good job and get you there so uh, that was illogical. Yeah, it's completely logical. I like how Tipo always says, it seems illogical. And she says it's so <laughs> strong. Yeah. I think as well, what I liked about this episode, or also kind of what I didn't like as well, is that I think the actress playing Valar, Fanula Flanagan, I think she does a great job. She's really good. But as soon as Tipol started saying to Archer and everyone else, oh, don't do this in front of her, don't do that in front of her. As soon as she started saying that, I knew, okay, this Valar is not going to be as uptight as T'Pol is leading us to be. She's going to be either mm -hmm. relaxed or she's going to be less Vulcan, I suppose, than we're used to or than T'Pol is expecting. But that doesn't feed into the the plot at all. Um, like, I've seen episodes, and I'm sure you have, of Star Trek, where for some reason, like, a Vulcan will be drugged or going through some sort of Vulcan stage of their life where their emotions are more <laughs> Vulcan state of their life I don't know you know their whole mating ritual I don't know midlife crisis yeah where they're like their Vulcan their emotions are more forefront but we're not really given an explanation as to why this Vulcan is not what T'Pol expected it doesn't fit into the plot anyway yeah like, I could justify it myself, but the show definitely doesn't justify her otherness to other Vulcans. But I would say it's the same reason that Spock is like that, is because if they're an ambassador, you kind of have to be open to not your own culture. Mm -hmm. And if she's been... In so many cultures and in so many situations, she's learned to not be as Vulcan as she would otherwise be. 
So I can understand it myself. But again, the show does nothing. Yeah. Does nothing to justify that. No, it doesn't. Because I had, I had it in my head when they said, oh, you're going to collect this ambassador and we can't tell you why. I did think it was going to be something that something had been affecting her behavior or something to cause some oh, sort of okay. disruption. And then obviously she comes on board and she is a lot more friendly than we would expect. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on here? And that just didn't go anywhere. But I, I did enjoy their interactions. I enjoyed the actress. And I think as well, I wanted to say that the actress who plays T'Pol, Jolene Blalock, I think is how you pronounce it. I thought she was really good this episode. I think it's it's easy for someone playing Vulcan to go underappreciated because they're, oh, well, they're just playing no emotions. That's really easy. But actually in this episode, I think you could tell how hard she was trying to impress Valar. Mm-hmm. And then in the scene where she actually has to ask Archer for help, she's obviously restrained, but there is definitely like a glint in her eye and kind of intonation in her voice that you can see, oh, okay, yeah, she is actually trying to pull back that emotion. You can see it. Mm-hmm. I liked when the the two of them, the Vulcans are talking. If you're sensing anything from me, it isn't anger. Disappointment. Because I think you can tell. Yeah, I think yeah. That she's trying to portray someone who's high hopes of meeting someone. Like what they say, don't meet your heroes because they'll disappoint you. I think it's a little bit like that, mm-hmm. especially with the background that the two of them have together that they've already met before. So I agree that she's a very good actress. Especially in this episode, you can see. And yeah, in that scene as well, there's that moment where... I sense your anger. You presume that my time with humans has left me susceptible to their emotions. There are emotions as well. We simply hide them better. And I really like that, because as well, that's obviously something that's cropped up in previous episodes where we discussed whether Vulcans have emotions or whether they're just referring to restraining them or re- what's the word re- repressing no yeah for sure they have def- they obviously they have emotions and you know it's just they hide them better sometimes they hide them better sometimes most yeah. of the times and yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed Valar like trying to make jokes with trip and you know trying to engage in humor that was funny hmm. i just i wish it those moments for me just didn't kind of mesh with the overall plot i wish they just found a better way to have her on the ship rather than this weird oh she's an ambassador but she was actually a, a spy on this corrupt people <laughs> like by what that makes no sense yeah like how is an how is an ambassador i don't think i I didn't know that ambassadors could be spies no, i don't understand how they can be because ambassadors just don't do anything as far as i know i mean ambassadors are there for diplomatic purposes so they they already know who you are Usually spies are people that you don't know who they are, so they can be unnoticed. I just think ambassadors aren't going to be in a position to spy, because the Spanish ambassador isn't going to be wandering around the Houses of Parliament or the Dáil. They're not going to be in a position to gather information on who's Right, they're going to be followed because they they are who they are. Exactly. 
you have to be in a meeting at 12 and then at one you have lunch and you know like they know who you are <laughs> yeah and this this ambassador has also apparently just been working all on her own she doesn't have any uh no other vulcan diplomats who've been helping her out just her <laughs> yeah just her so yeah no but overall as i said i did enjoy the episode and yeah is there anything else you wanted to say anything comments Mm, i mean this is not trivial the way that they trick the other guys into thinking that they killed her right that's not like that's literally the end of the episode yeah no that's not trivial at all but i do have a trivial comment to make on that i think Flocks deserves an Oscar. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there are tears. Sure. There are tears in his eyes when they start shooting, and he yells out, "No!" It's Correct. amazing. That is a very, very deeply felt no. I genuinely thought, "Oh my god, have they actually killed her? Have they pulled? Have they like done a double Imagine bluff on that. us?" Imagine that. Imagine that. That would have been such a different episode. It's so dark. A different show. <laughs> But yeah, ama- amazing acting by Blocks there. Do you think that maybe he thought he- she was there? No, surely. No, I don't think they could have faked that. No, I don't think. I think they told him to pull up the scans on the on the screen, and then the I don't know what it said, but like dead basically, yeah. no information. <laughs> yeah, no, that was amazing. But yeah, it was a good it was a good trick because now they've got an extra charge on them of attempted murder. And a lot of witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't think that the, the witnesses from Starfleet are going to be showing up at that trial. Cause they've got more exploring to do. No, but like they could. They could. They could at least give a, a written a written thing. Yeah. And everybody on that ship. Well, not everybody, but like everybody on the bridge at least can tell that the people came on board. And then the people in Bay can tell... That he literally shoot at a yeah. at a scanner to kill her. I mean, that's the the most accountability, like legal accountability, we've seen this far on this show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It really is. Talks about a trial and like murder. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah, uh, I think would have been nice if Valar had remembered or thought about that old. Um, diplomatic subspace a bit earlier that would have been that would have been handy would have been useful yeah would have been logical like you would imagine that that is the channel she's been using this far yeah what better channel to send spy information on (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah it was a good ruse to trap the mazarans mazarans your guess is as good as mine one more thing about the actual plot I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed in this episode that Archer has a really bad habit of automatically turning to T'Pol when something goes wrong, as if it's her fault. Well, she's she's number one. No, but I suppose in this episode, I think it's I think it's a bit of prejudice because when the those pirate Mazarans first turn up to take the diplomat, Hoshi announces, "Oh, there's another ship here, and they're you know they're here to talk to us or whatever. They're hailing us." And Archer, like, turns to the Paul is like, what's going on? As if she should know, just because she's somehow, I don't know, because she's Vulcan or something. It's weird. I don't like it. You need to get his shit together. Yeah, I agree. He's captain. He should know everything already. He should look into the future. 
No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he should know. I'm just saying, why, he should know, why, why are you always blaming to Paul? Like, not everything is her fault. I think it's a case of, she's Vulcan, so he's like, oh, she's automatically hiding things from me, so she must know. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's always just having to go to Paul and blaming her. Maybe she's right. Maybe, maybe they do need to release intention. Yeah. Also, speaking of releasing tension, when at the end, the ambassador, whose name I don't remember and won't, so don't bother. I sense a great bond between you. A bond of trust and respect. But also, a bond of friendship. I think it bodes well for the future relations of our two peoples. What's going on there? What is going on there? What is the show doing? Why? Why are they doing that? At least she says friendship. Yeah. Like, there's trust and something else. And friendship. And I'm like, you're on thin ice. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you're on thin fucking ice. Yeah, it was weird. They're trying to shove it down our throats, well, mate. I don't know. Okay, so now, yeah, I am thinking that we're not going to get any triple action this season. I think it's going to take the writers another season to realize that they need to turn this arc. <laughs> to realize. Well, because they clearly, they like had it there in front of them in the first episode. And then it's like they got knocked on the head and we're like, oh, Archer to pull. And uh, I think they need another season to to get over this elongated concussion that they've got and get back on track. I won't say nothing. No, I don't. It's good, like, it's good with me because I mostly don't remember when it starts. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, because we know, Andrea, we know. We know. We, we don't know, know why T'Pol is so <laughs> curious about sexual activity of, of her crew members, crewmates, at the start of the episode. We know. We know. Yeah. And also it's interesting how she's the one to say superior officers cannot have relationships with inferior officers. Yeah, because they're both commanders. It's like, coincidence? Mm -hmm. I don't think mm -hmm. so. No, there's no wing trip. There's a loophole there. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's, her, he's her sub, isn't he? Sub commander. <laughs> so going to the silly goofy stuff of the episode let's do it they reach warp five that's not silly goofy silly goofy <laughs> uh, for this episode they play it like it's just like oh i mean the engines like the engineer does go on fire and they're fine exactly yeah that was exciting i didn't realize that that was a a, a milestone but it was because I think, I think, I don't know what the max warp is that they get to in later series. Is it like eight or nine? I think it's like nine. I think so. Yeah. But I'm not sure. No, either. But, um, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, silly goofy. Like, they went into, they went to warp five and didn't blow up. That's good enough. Yeah, that is good enough. Speaking of silly stuff and goofy and Mayweather, where, uh, where, where do we suppose Hoshi stayed? While her room was being occupied. Listen, <laughs> they're not, they're, they're, they're ensigns, they're in the same they're level. Same, they're not subordinates. Oh, yeah. Like, imagine if someone needed a room, uh -huh. 
and they went around asking people like, hey, would you give me your quarters until we get this person to the rendezvous point? Yeah. And everybody's like, mm, mm, I don't know. And Hoshi's she's like, I will. Just give, just give me. Let me confirm. Let me confirm. Mm. She texts because obviously they text obviously. all the time. They, t- <laughs> and she's a communicate communicating person. So yeah, she's she she goes to Mayweather. Yo, <laughs> can I crash? Yeah. At your place? For a few days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's just headcanon that. Yeah. That's our our headcanon. I just want Hoshi to be happy. So. I mean, we're not given an alternative. Yeah, it's not like they have extra rooms because if they did have extra rooms, the ambassador would go to the extra room. Well, te- technically, they do have an empty room because it's closed. Daniel's room is closed. Yeah, it's... It's still closed. I would say so, yeah. Like, I I wouldn't want to go to that room. (laughs) He didn't die in it. No, he just vanished. But he's not in the room. In thin air. Yeah, I don't know. Guy was weird. I wouldn't want (laughs) to be there. Alright, okay. Fair enough. Um, What did we think of Trip's Hawaiian shirt? I love Hawaiian shirts. Do you? Yeah. I didn't know this. I'm gonna show him my Hawaiian shirts. One eternity later. So you liked Tripp's Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> I love Tripp's Hawaiian shirt. I can't even remember what it looked like. Me neither, but it's Hawaiian and it's him and I'm just not ready for their visit to the planet. Because of your jealousy, jealousy overload. FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's FOMO. Yeah. Fear of missing out on trip. So it's FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Reed was clearly very bummed about missing Risa as well. I did like their exchange about. You really enjoy this, don't you? Replacing power couplings? Hardly. No, I mean, having people shoot at us. If you must know, I much prefer the shooting back part. Mm hmm. Very read. That was good. Very read. Very read. Even even Trip was shocked that he wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when they got trapped on that shuttle together? <laughs> remember, remember that traumatic remember they experience that, yeah. that they shared? Yeah. God, I love Star Trek. <laughs> love that. Love love that for them that they could move on from something so traumatic so quick. Yeah. And then we also get a Live Long and Prosper. First Live Long and Prosper of of this rewatch. Yeah, I was wondering, is it the first? But it is, yes. It's a, yeah, it's the first in our yeah, in our yeah. I don't think we have yeah. I don't think any other Vulcans have said it to each other. No, I don't think so. Which is I think also maybe this is just probably just my bias. Mm. But the fact that an ambassador says it, you know. Yeah. She does little, say it to another a little Wink. She just said, yeah, I mean, she says it to another Vulcan. Yeah. But still an ambassador. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that they're kind of all my notes on this episode. Is there anything else you wanted to say or anything else that stood out to you? No. 
I think that was all. I think we talked about the technical aspects of them going to warp, and we talked about T'Pol being a fangirl, and <laughs> we talked about, yeah, I think we talked about the main main points. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for joining us in this week's episode, Fallen Hero. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll be back next week for episode 23rd, Desert Crossing. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at podmeupscuddy, or email us at podmeupscuddy at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Home.